Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shin Ning and this is the Square Apple Show. Today, I'm going to share about my encounter with a very extraordinary individual who taught me some lessons in problem-solving and change resistance. He's Jason Liu, the designer who was responsible to design and renovate my new home. If you are someone who wants to learn about creative decision-making, or you are currently faced with high resistance from your stakeholders, this podcast is for you. Or if you are looking for a designer that's going to give you good quality output rather than grief, then please listen on as well. Before I start, I want to declare that I received no interest whatsoever from Jason or his employer for this podcast. The renovation has been long completed last year and all payments have been made. When I started planning for renovation of my new apartment last year, I had one huge fear. I was worried that I would get a contractor who would try to force his opinion on us. I'm not one who is afraid of confrontation, but I just didn't want to waste my precious energy on arguing or debating with this person. So I thought about what I could do to mitigate the risk. I expect that one source of disagreement would arise from differences in opinion about the design. I mean, you don't know if you don't know what you want, then don't expect people to be able to guess what you want. So for me, in order to reduce the risk, I spent a lot of time doing the groundwork to research on the design I wanted down to how exactly the drawers and cabinets should look like. I went to different furniture shops and took pictures of the specific designs that I wanted. I also went on Pinterest and collected photos of how I wanted the, de the design to look like. So my first brief to the designer was a very comprehensive PowerPoint deck containing guidelines of how I wanted my living room, bedroom, kitchen, toilet, down to the design of the drawer of the bookshelf. When I didn't have the pictures, I drew out my ideas. However, I soon realised that in the grand scale of things that need to be designed in the house, what I've prepared wasn't very helpful. Firstly, the house was very old and there were many things that needed to be fixed, so not all my ideas were helpful nor practical. Secondly, I have zero design sense, so what I've suggested has a high chance of turning out to be ugly. So here comes Jason Lu. I shortlisted the design company through kind of a haphazard decision-making process that I wouldn't be exactly proud of. We saw some pictures from their portfolio via Facebook advertisement, which we liked. Then I asked to meet one of their designers who is experienced and could take on complex projects. They sent Jason to meet us. Eventually, we shortlisted this company over two others for one simple reason. It was, their, it was that their carpentry work was done in-house and therefore we felt that they would have more control over the quality 
of the cabinets and carpentry work over other design houses which were doing project management of the renovation. So, like what Annie Duke said in her book, Thinking in Bets, when the outcome is good, it doesn't mean that you can claim any credit. You may just be lucky. And frankly speaking, our good experience with Jason and his company had nothing to do with my lackluster skill of choosing design house and everything to do with being lucky. In addition to a smooth process of renovation and the quality being top-notch, I was also taught a few lessons on decision-making and change resistance. So let me share two lessons that Jason taught me over the course of our engagement. The first lesson, neither one nor zero. When we initially started to design the house, we had one huge design issue that we had to solve. At least it's huge from my perspective. In my previous house, the rectangular orientation of the service yard meant that I could hang my clothes on six full-length bamboo stick measuring 2.7 metres each. However, the new house had a smaller service yard of an irregular squarish orientation and could only fit five bamboo sticks at a maximum of 1.9 metres each. This meant that I was short of about two poles worth of clothes hanging space. Based on our usual laundry load, the space was just insufficient. So for a few weeks, I was literally losing sleep over the orientation of the bamboo poles in the service yard. I discussed with Jason and many well-meaning friends and family on how to maximise the space for six bamboo poles. This largely involved reorientating six sets of bamboo poles and one solution even involved extending the poles into the toilet area, which means that I could be sitting on the toilet underneath and dripping laundry above. I know it seems hilarious and maybe trivial, but you can see how trapped we were. In our minds, the decision was basically one or zero. Because we couldn't make any decision about this, we agreed with the designer that we would revisit this at a later date when the hacking and missionary work around the area had been completed. So one day, Jason and I revisited the much-hated bamboo pole issue again, and he came up with this brilliant idea. Instead of just working with six sets of 1.9 meters bamboo pole, um, he suggested utilizing a shorter space parallel to the length of the service yard. So it would mean five sets of 1.9 meters and four sets of about 1.5 meters. So there will be nine sets in total. I mean, as I'm writing this script to the podcast at the kitchen table and I'm looking up at my bamboo pole, it seems like, duh, what's so difficult about having nine bamboo poles of different lengths to replace six? But at that time, I had only two options in my mind. Five poles along the length and six along the breadth. That I didn't think of a third one, which is having multiple poles to make up the length of the original six. That night, after the bamboo pole dilemma was resolved, I slept very well. This episode reminded me of what the Heath brothers wrote about better decision-making. And I've also mentioned this in my earlier episodes. Basically, avoid a narrow frame. When we present ourselves with a small number of options, we may be missing out on other alternatives. One technique is to tell yourself, what if the option is neither one nor zero? By choosing one or zero, 
what is your fundamental assumption and are those assumptions valid in the first place? There are a few more similar occurrences over the course of the renovation, which demonstrated how creative Jason is. But I think I'll just mention this to avoid any further embarrassment to myself. The second thing that I learned from Jason is how he perceives resistance to his ideas that's put forth by me. In my experience in dealing with service providers of any nature, be they renovation, contractors or housing agents, if I voice disagreements over their ideas, they would frequently say something to convince me that they are right. Of course they may be right, but I wouldn't really know whether they are trying to convince me because they are lazy to think about alternatives and want to pull a fast one on me, or because they are too wedded to their idea to be able to think out of the box, or it's because genuinely their idea is the best. So in the absence of full knowledge, usually there will be a lot of toing and froing to get to the bottom of the disagreements. But amazingly, not for Jason. Jason takes immense pride in what he does for us, from the design he draws, the materials that he recommends, to the small details in the carpentry work. However, when we have differing opinions, he rarely starts by trying to convince me that his idea is better. He first listens and understands why I have a different point of view as him, and then he tries to design a solution that meets my needs. So one common phrase that I always hear from him is, don't worry, I'll help you solve this problem. Let me give you an example. In Jason's original design, he wanted to hack down the walls to the study room and replace it with a floor-to-ceiling glass panel. This is so that visually, the space extends from the living room into the study and the whole area will look more spacious and bright. Sounds good, right? But this is not so great if the study room is expected to be messy most of the time and I wouldn't want anybody to see it. But yet, I wanted lighting to come through into the space because it happened to sit in the darkest corner of the whole house. So I called Jason and told him I no longer wanted to replace the wall with the floor-to-ceiling glass panel. After he listened to my concerns, he didn't try to convince me that glass was good because I was the 100th client that he had installed glass panel and everyone else's study looked okay, which of course I had no way of verifying. Instead, he asked me to hang up and he would redraw a draft to show me the alternatives. Within five minutes, he drew one which involved just hacking the wall halfway instead of fully from floor to ceiling and the glass panel would be replaced with a foldable window which could open and close as I wanted. So I could get light in and no one would see the mess. Ta-da! Being in change management where facing resistance is a daily affair, Jason's attitude is totally refreshing. But it also puzzles me as to why he is so, what I call, unwedded to his solution. After I observed him and his pattern for a while, I came to the following conclusion. Firstly, he recognises that he doesn't know all considerations. Whilst he's a great designer and he thinks on behalf of his client, he recognises that everyone has different ways of leading their lives. Therefore, he is open to adapting his design to best meet the needs of the client where it makes sense. Secondly, 
he doesn't take disagreements personally. He doesn't feel that by requesting to change his design is a challenge to his professional competence. In fact, he takes it as a challenge to help you to develop a solution that meets your needs, like the bamboo pole example. Last but not least, he holds the firm belief that his clients will stay in the house for a very long time to come and therefore they need to be comfortable with all the decisions they make. So according to the SWITCH framework, Jason is an example of a bright spot, which is a good example um, of things. He's a person who doesn't resist change because he sees the change not as something threatening, but an opportunity to challenge his own professional competence as well as provide better service to his customer. Likewise, when we meet with resistant change subjects like our stakeholders, could we also help them reframe the change? Today, through the stories of Jason, my interior designer, we have learned about how to avoid narrowly framing our options in decision-making and also how to reframe a challenge for change-resistant stakeholders. I hope you have found today's podcast helpful. If you have questions or thoughts about this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.